Windsor, Ascot, Maidenhead, Bracknell, Wokingham, Henley, Reading. The voice River Radio of the Thames Valley. How's your day so far? I'm hoping it's amazing and we are here to contribute to that. You're listening to River Radio. Oh yes you are. And I for one am delighted about that. It's that lovely time of your day known as Your Life, Your Way. The show that is all about you. I'm Deborah Fielding and I'm with you every Wednesday morning between 10 and 11. Big thank you to our lovely Tara and Sam for their show this morning. And thank you, McFly, who open our show with All About You every week because this show is all about you and make no mistake about it. It's all about you and sharing your life stories and events. The connection through your stories is everything. And we get to do that all over again this morning. So come on now, what's on the show today? Kicking us off in a mo is the glory of the story. An amazing guest slot where you can hear a story from our guests that will be both true and owned by them, which means it isn't anybody else's story but theirs. My whole world is tapping into people's stories. Everyone, including you, have a story to lean into. So why don't you drop me a line right now to let me know what that is. The address, deborah at river.radio. I've spoken to lots of people this week with powerful stories in their pockets When we tell them, we can all live and learn through them. And today's guest is a what? Um, I'm going to say a delight. There's also what's in a word where we are trying to make sense of life one word at a time, mainly because it's nuts at times. I've had some beautiful messages about this part of the show and I'm looking forward to hearing from you today. Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-E-H, at river.radio. Message in any time especially for the last section of my show, which is led by you, Q&A your way. These are your questions about your issues and I attempt to answer them for you. So all questions remain confidential as we unpack them live and add to that some great music and we are chock a block. So we have a great glory of the story lined up for you right now and never fear. So there are times in our lives, really, where you simply just have to dig in when you go through experiences, both good and bad, where you don't actually have any experience at all. So where do you find your chutzpah at that point to get through? As a young person trying to make your way in life, you're hitting these first experiences all over the place like uh, GCSEs, A-levels, girlfriends, boyfriends, decisions about careers. 
And as a parent, you can only guide your children and encourage them to be brave and take action. You've had your experience in this arena, and now it's their time. Just as you did, it's time for them to fly the nest and find their own brilliance, not yours, and make their own mistakes and successes. My next guest is just starting out on that journey with interruptions all over the place by a pandemic. She lives in gorgeous, gorgeous Fingist. So welcome to the show, the delight that is Miss Jessie McCauley. Hello. Morning, Jessie. How are we doing? I'm very well, thank you. Well, Jessie, before we hear about your story, just tell us a little bit. I mean, I've done a spoiler alert saying you live from, in Finges, but tell us a little bit about you and where you come from. Yeah, so I'm from the Chiltern Valley. I live with my, my mum and my dad and my older brother, Will, who's um, back from all over the place and doing things like that. Um, I went to um, Freef School and then Great Marlow School. I did the rowing there and then got into performing arts. And uh, here we are today. Here we are today, sat at River Radio yes. on Your Life, Your Way. <laughs> now, um, you've got a story for us. So shall we dive in? Yeah, absolutely. Delve into your story, Jessie. So um, I'm going to be talking today about how um, I went into lockdown as a student, as a, as a teenager, and then kind of got chucked out the other side into, into adulthood. And I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> um, like everyone, I think lockdown came at a bit of a weird time or a wrong time. I don't think it came at the right time for anyone. No. Um, but I was kind of in the middle of my A-levels and I was doing English literature, drama, art. Um, and quite, it was, quite an important time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, very, you know, A levels are, you know, quite significant. They dictate where you're going to uni, uh, what your next steps are. Um, and I was kind of full blown in revising, studying, all of that. And then obviously there were murmurings kind of in March time, I think it was, about coronavirus. That's right, February 2020. I remember yeah. It well. <laughs> very, yeah, it feels quite ominous now. It um, does. But yeah, so, it, it, but it wasn't like um, we weren't worried about it you know um and you know there was talk of it and then I remember really vividly being in the sixth form center and going someone saying there's a case in Reading you know there's a case in Reading and it was oh it was a bit panicky and then and then all of a sudden it was kind of really spiraling um and then I remember my next conversation with my drama teacher said you know what Jessie don't worry the worst that's going to happen is they're going to add two weeks to your Easter holiday (laughs) and you'll be back to normal okay that's what I was told yeah and then um and then I think it was kind of that night, we'd done a day of school, we got an email saying that, you know, we were going into lockdown and that was our last day of school. So without knowing it, we'd had our last day or, you know, my year had had their last day ever yeah. at school and we didn't really realise it. And obviously, so, yeah. so lots of people just got completely robbed, didn't they, of their farewells and those enjoyable moments where you can indulge a bit in your friendships and the time you've had at a great school. Yeah, it was really strange because, you know, we didn't do any of that. No. Because we didn't realise that, that was it. And we we had no idea that this was going to go on no. for two two years, two yeah. plus years. Um, so it was, it was really scary because everything was up in the air for everybody. You know, we didn't know what um, was going to happen with our exams. We didn't know what was going to happen with our grades. We didn't know what was going to happen, therefore, with university. And then it felt like, you know, everything was starting to kind of collapse a bit. Um, yeah. yeah and so you're at a vital part in your life so what did happen with university um so I had um at the time a place set up to go study photography at Edinburgh University nice um and then when lockdown came and then all of the things you know exams got cancelled blah 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 all of that stuff um then I it really gave me a space to reflect 
on what I actually wanted to do. I think so. You were kind of forced to slow down, like many of us, absolutely. and just acknowledge who you were, who Jesse McCauley is, and what you really do want from your life. And from your parents' perspective, they got to get you a little bit longer to stay, at, you know, at home, which was a lovely thing. Yeah, it was actually, it's you know, it's invaluable that time. It was it, in it a way. Re- yeah, I mean, we we were lucky. Let's be honest, absolutely, that we weren't yeah. affected massively serious about it I did mm-hmm. have coronavirus but I stayed managed to stay at home so if you're not involved yeah in a hospital scenario which I can't imagine just what people went through um you were you were able to use that time to gather yourself and um work things out a bit more for what what you wanted and where you wanted to head what direction you wanted to go in yeah absolutely I, I definitely felt grateful that you know I think it could have been a lot harder. I think I had it easier, as you say, a lot, you know, it was... In a was, way, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot harder for a lot of people, I think, yeah. than, than what I experienced. That being said, it wasn't a breeze. Um, no. uh, well, you had a mental situation to deal with more than, you know, like if you think about leaving school, everything moves quite quickly. You've got a time frame, you've got the summer holidays and you're off to wherever it is that you go normally. Um, but you had to slow down, which was a gift, but the mental anguish or the playing around with your mind was a whole different level as it was for many you know yeah you go through you know uh what is it 14 years of school yeah I was in my 14th year of kind of every hour of your day being structured yeah and suddenly we went into this kind of well I didn't even have exams to work for so suddenly I had kind of nothing to um obviously you know um I tried to use that time and yeah so I was reflecting on whether university was right for me whether that was actually the right course for me whether amazing you, whether uni was the right decision for me amazing um um because so why why had you decided it was the right place for you just because just because yeah because you, when you're in your A levels, uh, you're you're very much funneled. That's you right. Know. You're just on the tr- the treadmill, yeah. aren't you? In a way, you're you're on you're on this kind of train. Everyone's asking you where you're going, what course you're doing. Your teachers are asking you where you're going, what your course are you doing. Um, and it almost feels like that's just what you do. There there isn't other options, which yeah. is isn't true you know there's there's uh, an infinite amount of options they're just not um kind of displayed to you in the same way i no. think when you're at six a form. really good observation um so then i was like oh you know what actually i don't really like sitting down and doing all these essays and stuff so i don't think a degree is going to be the right choice wasn't for me. Suit you. yeah uh, i don't think i'm going to get as much enjoyment out of that as possibly so another choice what conclusion did you come to from that then because that's quite the change i mean i've had that in my my household too with my daughter she and uh, not because of lockdown but she changed trajectory and it's a really brave thing to do yeah it was it was quite scary and it felt like a jump because i was just ditching what i absolutely everything it's i'd brave. known um but then I ended up doing a foundation course in performing arts. You know, I'd always loved performing arts. And let's yeah. give a little plug out to our wonderful uh, Jo, who's um, on the show. She does a show yeah. here with Roddy. Yeah, the host uh, of Stage Door. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, um, and so that was Jam you did a foundation at. Yeah, I did a foundation course at Jam. Absolutely amazing, but completely different, completely practical. My yeah. course was because I was Which suited you. Which really suited me. Yeah. I found that I was really in my element. And for the first time in a long time, I felt inspired and I was like um, really motivated um, to kind of. And so your parents, because it's a tough time for parents, um, you know, some children have no idea what they want to do for quite a long time into their 20s, maybe sometimes or longer. Um, But 
they were supportive of your decision to move away. How did that go down in the household? I think luckily I've got such supportive and loving parents. Yeah. I think neither of my parents went to university in the traditional sense. Um, so um, they're much, I think they're open to the idea that it's not the be all and end all. No. I think it's possibly different. Well, and different I, I know your parents, because so, I, I will fess up here. I've known you since you're about three, four <laughs> years old. Yeah. Um, and here you are now at 20 and it's a gorgeous thing to see. But your mum and dad are super supportive and um just how they have a really open view of life and want your success and your own happiness and the same for your brother mm. um so they were right behind you I'm assuming yeah yeah and I think which makes life a lot easier right it does yeah <laughs> it, do, it does when you feel supported in that decision because it's scary enough I found it scary enough and a big enough leap with all of the support that I did have yeah. making that decision so doing it without that I imagine is so much harder I think it's hard hard for the student the child and I think it's hard for the parents as well because they're enforcing their view on another human being that is maybe kicking back and it's best in I I feel to let your child find their own level and what their passions and enjoyments are which makes for a much much happier life than funneling them into something that's not right for them yeah and I think I think eventually you'll find yourself going to that place, you know, whatever you're passionate about, you'll yeah. find yourself gravitating towards it. At where You know, you can't ignore it forever. No, you can't. It'll um, just keep knocking on the door. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I even found that, you know, I did lo- loads of sports. I loved sports, but I'm, I'm just innately creative. Yes, like I are. have to be you creative are. in some manner. Um, so so I, I'm just going to say here, <laughs> at three, four years old, certainly by five when I knew you, um, I could see this absolute comedic timing in such a youngster. It was breathtaking. And I said to your mum many a time, if your daughter doesn't go into acting or something similar that shows off that ability, I'll eat my shoes, you know, because it was just a nut a nuts concept that you wouldn't do that so you went off after your foundation and yeah and then I auditioned for drama school right which amazing is which thrills me because <laughs> <laughs> it, it which was exciting and scary all at the same time mm-hmm. because drama school is extremely competitive you know it's like medical school or or getting into Oxford or Cambridge it's you know you the statistics are against you um because uh it's just so oversubscribed so um it's a big leap. I ended up auditioning for like 10, 12 places, which I wouldn't recommend. No. It's, it's probably too many, but that's, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do. But you were, the de- the feeling behind that was of desperation, really, wasn't it, your first time yeah. round? Yeah, I, I went into those auditions. I was like, please have me. Yeah. You know, please, please, may I have a place? Yeah. Um, I would really like to come here. Please have me. Um, and because I, 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 I was so scared of being in the same position I was in lockdown. Yeah with it not working out again yeah. I was like I don't want to be in the same place I think that's what scared me is I didn't want to have made this big decision you know um uh withdrawn my place from university done this foundation course and then be in the same position again yeah um that is what ended up kind of happening, happening. so um, you did it you weren't <laughs> successful in your first round no I wasn't successful in my um in my first round and um uh that's kind of 
normal a lot of people do two three rounds um but it was quite a scary position to be in again yeah yeah (laughs) um and made me question whether I'd made the right choice and so you had to make the decision to go again or not right and I mean I had a similar thing with my daughter she was rejected from her first round of auditions quite unceremoniously and I did say to her if you can't take the rejection of this particular moment we're in right now then we need to move on to something else because as a dancer and into the world that you're going into it's littered with it and you've got to really dig in and find what what did you dig in to find I think really my why like why am I doing this nice yeah. um because you know and, and I'm doing it because it is I love it I'm yeah. passionate about um storytelling I guess you yeah. know and and bringing stories yeah. yeah in in bringing yeah. stories to life and and it's when I feel most authentic and it's when I feel most inspired and motivated gorgeous I'm not doing it to please other people and that's how I went into my auditions you yes, know yes, yes. I was trying to please people yeah and I wasn't being authentic. Oh, I love that you know this at such a young age <laughs> because you're only going to be as successful as successful gets by being you mm-hmm. and being immersed in what you are as a person. And you've got your very own brand that comes to this, Jesse. Um, you're your very own person. And um, the world's lucky to have you shining down on them, quite frankly, is my view. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I think that um, the fact you know to be authentic. And so the gift you were given by being booted out of your first yes. auditions was knowing more about who you are yeah absolutely because uh, the number one piece of advice you get from a lot of people who are uh, in the drama area when you're going in for these drama school auditions they're like oh be yourself and you're like how uh, that's right because be yourself is true but do you really know what that means exactly yeah. and I think I think if you if you, you've got to figure out who you are first yes um brilliant and if that's the takeaway from this interview here today on river radio letting people know students that are going mm -hmm. through what they're doing to know who you are first absolutely that's the foundation to build from yeah and i think as a parent looking into that giving your child the opportunity to find out who that is Mm -hmm. is everything because it just shows them up for the rest of their lives yeah I, I, and I think even if that means, you know, trying out a different sport or trying out a new hobby or trying this and it doesn't work, you know, don't be scared to fail at something because that will get you one step closer to what Absolutely. you are good at yeah. and what you are meant to be doing here. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I tried rowing, but I'm five foot four. You know, it's yes. not going to happen. Well, the, the bonus to that is the taller girls would have been carrying the boat, I expect. Yeah, yeah. And it just used to you float could, above my shoulder. You couldn't reach I it. I couldn't reach it. So they did all the hard work. So you took the brave decision with your parents backing to go again. Yeah. Round two. Yeah. Tell us how that felt. Um, it was, again, exciting and scary. But this time, I think I put way less pressure on it working out. If it was going to work out, it would. And I had faith in that, that if this was meant to happen, it will happen. Um, And so I went into my second round and I was a bit more, instead of like, please have me, I was a bit like, take it, leave it. You know, if you want me, you'll have me. Um, I'm just going to be here and enjoy myself because this is what I love to do. You know, I love to act. So this is just a great day for me. Um, And so I kind of went in and I did a lot less auditions. I was a bit more picky with the schools I had, and then so we'll I'll hang on for the result. As a surprise! Oh, yeah. <laughs> love this. I want to stay, but I need to go. I want to be the best for you, but I just don't know what to do. Cause baby, 
yes, I've cried for you. The time that we have spent together, riding through this English weather. And as the pressure builds, so does the tension between you and me. Time has gone so fast, watching the leaves fall from our tree. And baby, I just want you. I still love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love That was Jesse's song choice, and we had Tom Mish with Disco Yes. Um, welcome back to Your Life, Your Way with me, Deborah Fielding, and Jesse McCauley is my guest this morning. I, I don't know about Disco Yes, but oh, yes to our young guest today, uh, striding out and claiming the opportunities coming her way. Um, I don't know, but there must be establishments, schools, unis, acting schools, all missing out on this wonderful being sat in front of me. I want to quickly mention here, before we listen to what's happening for Jessie, um, that while I could fill every guest slot with people that live near me, know me, are close to me so easily, I know there are many more stories out there waiting to be told. So if you have a story that you would like to share, why not message in to Deborah at River.Radio. I, for one, would love to hear from you. So Jessie, 
you're left us wondering about your success, your future and what it holds. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us us more. (laughs) Yeah, so I uh, went in, I did all my auditions um, and I'm on the reserve lists for Royal Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama and Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. So, um, so close. Um, well, you are so <laughs> I, I'm so glad. So basically, uh, you know, I'm a part of a pool of students, so they filled the spots, but, you know, you've met the criteria that they would like. So it's, it's I'm really happy that I've got myself to that level. Yeah. It's taken a lot of hard work to it kind of get to that. A lot of mental pre- preparation. and Yeah, um, um, so I'm really pleased. But um, no, Well, the big question, yeah. what if you don't get in? Yeah, I think... Yeah, because you have to you have to think about it because you know reality. You know it's um it's it might happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but I'm not too um worried. I think you know um I'm in a place now where I'm a little bit more relaxed and open to just kind of what opportunities come my way. I know if this doesn't work out, something else is going to come around the corner that I'm sure I'm going to love and be excited about. Um, you know, you could I could travel, I could you know get a new job, I could you know try this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um. So I know that, you know, it's not the end of the road for my uh, performing career. And there are many actors and actresses out there that have got to exceptional levels and heights without being in drama school. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's possible. It's a route, you know, um, and it was a route that I thought I'd really enjoy and that I'd get a lot from. But it's not the only one. Um, it's not. And that's a real level view. I mean, I used to teach my children when they were little, uh, because we used to live near you up in Fingist. And, um, you know, if they've had a disappointment at school, I just used to ask them how many ro- routes there were to Marlow. And we still use that phrase now. You know, if, if, they, yeah. if they fall flat on the face, the first thing I'll say, or they'll mirror back to me, is how many routes to Marlow? <laughs> but it's true, you know, we counted yeah. five that day. So it's not the only way. And if that route's blocked, we just need to find another road. Yeah. Uh, my kids live by that. And um, I think you can... Um, 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 embody that as well yeah i'm gonna take that away that's take really it away. good take it away. <laughs> i'm gonna put that yeah, in my put pocket, in your pocket. Yeah. yeah you've given us so many things today you can have one back oh, yeah no i'll take that that was a really good is a really good way a little reminder isn't it yeah. when you start spiraling into that hole well down the spiral of doom as i call it yeah. spiral of doom yeah. um yeah and it's hard getting out of there you yeah. know um yeah. so for students that are struggling at the moment mm-hmm. um because in a way, your future's not in concrete just yet. You're no, just sitting no. tight and doing your own thing. Um, what would you offer to other people that are, are going through a similar pathway or coming into it? You know, there's a lot yeah. of people now just finished their A-levels and are spiralling because they're not sure what's what. So what have you got to say to parents and to the, the kids as well? Yeah, I guess I think my first thing is don't be afraid to take your time with it. You know, I think a gap year feels like such a long period of time to wait at yeah. the time. I remember, you know, a gap year, I'm like, that's a whole year. Well, you Whereas, would have never chosen to take that, would you, under no, normal circumstances? I, I wouldn't under normal circumstances. No. Um, but then when I got that time to think about it, it's like, actually, you it, know... It did you good. It did me so much good, because mm. I think it's good to get away from all of the voices, all of the noise that are telling you what you should be, Lovely. telling what you, they think they think you're good at. Lovely. You know you, you're the best, right? You do. And I think allow yourself to have that time. And parents to allow the children to have that. Exactly. Because if if you're imprinting yourself on them, you're just creating misery and that's not right. Exactly. I I think, you know, I've seen it a lot, even with like GCSE choices. You know, my friends be like, oh, I'm not allowed to take art. 
Oh. And I, it makes me a bit sad yeah. because it's like, but closing their creativity, yeah, closing down. doors a bit, and yeah. it's and it's not forever because they'll find their way through. But I think it's a, it's, it would be a shame to kind of stop, put walls up. Yeah, and I know that that's not what parents think they're doing. No, I, parents no, they're not. No, I agree. no, they're, they're always doing what they think is best. Best, yeah. Um, but I think it's like actually just put the trust and the faith in. Yeah, they'll find their way through. Well, it's funny because um, my daughter was also in the same position. Yeah. She had lockdown and so she works super hard in our kitchen. I, bought, yeah. I put a floor down for her and the whole works and um, she did insanely well. And uh, the determination she took from my little chat with her about making her mind up whether this was for her or not was to knuckle under even more until she got herself in one of the best schools in the country and I, yeah. I'm just made up for her um so she's doing that but she had a lockdown forced on her too so some time to reflect and my son he was the very youngest in his his year his birthday's in August the 24th I think he was yeah, yeah. I think he was three ten days before he started primary school you know which was wow insane. yeah really young uh, but he took a year out um and that's done him the world of good it really has because he really knows who he is um and I'm loving seeing that in both my kids they're flourishing and happy yeah and I think sometimes it's you know sometimes even getting away from some people that you're at school with yeah is sometimes good if you're surrounded by people not necessarily that they're nasty no, no, no. or they're horrible but they have a view of you yeah. that might yes. not be the same as the way you see yourself now because yeah. you do so much growing yeah, seven to thirteen is it's insane. It's isn't insane it? how much yeah. you change and grow, and yeah. um, and people might have a perspective of you that might have been old. That might be a, a stale version of you now. That's right. So it's it's good to take that year, really, just try stuff, and if it doesn't work out, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, you know. I think if you don't get into acting or anything like, that, you should become a sage. A sage, <laughs> a wise old sage. Oh. <laughs> Not a bunch of sage in, in like, your mum's garden. No, but some, you know, you've got so much common sense and wisdom in you. Um, for me, I think you're in a win-win situation, really, Jesse. Um, I think you must always remember that. And I know that the saying, life is a journey, is trotted out so frequently. It's a phrase I didn't hold much to, to be honest, but I really do get it now. Mm. Um, and your life is here and now, today, this very minute. Um, so I hope you're enjoying yourself here on River Radio oh, I'm with me. I'm loving it. <laughs> um, if you're not enjoying your day-to-day while you're on the way to your dreams and aspirations, you're really missing out on so much of why you're here in the first place, I think. Uh, but you're wise enough to recognise a fork in the road. You've taken a few already. Um, and that life just isn't cast in stone. It's fluid um, and always in a flow, whether that's fast rapids or just a little babbling brook. I mean, in your case, it's always a babbling brook because you are a Miss Chatterbox. Um, <laughs> that's me. That's you. Um, but lean into your intuition, which I think you do really well, and follow the signs as they pop up. And I've got a sneaky feeling you're just going to do just grand. I'm, I'm excited to hear what's what. Oh, thank you. So um, this is another song chosen by Jessie. I've given you two this morning. I feel very honoured. Uh, yes, because I can't believe I haven't played any Coldplay while I've been here yet. So here we are with Jessie's choice, Sky Full of Stars. Stars. I'm gonna give 
of the Thames Valley. River Radio. I think I like it. You give one quick twitch and the thing is done. 
So here you are listening to Your Life, Your Way at Riviera Radio with me, Deborah Fielding. And uh, that was Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay. Um, Jesse and I were just reminiscing a little bit. Um, I remember taking my son to the Royal Albert Hall to see them and we would literally uh, could have touched them and there was confetti going everywhere. It was just such a moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. we used to listen to it in the car when you were ferrying me and, and Maisie and Oscar were all over the place doing whatever I class we were doing. I, yeah. well, I do listen to them quite a bit, to be fair, so it's <laughs> sweet that you remember that. <laughs> uh, so we've been talking about striding out as a youngster and finding the hot part to grab your life and dreams. Um, so if there's any theatre companies listening this morning, you know, I don't believe Jessie even needs to go to acting school. She's here ready and waiting with her comedic timing. So, you know, just message me. I'm a new agent. So we'll go from there. <laughs> a little plug for you there, oh, Jessie. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm thrilled that you speak to me or message in saying you love to listen to the show as a podcast, which you can do on your usual platform. So search for River Radio, Your Life, Your Way or you can hop over to the website and listen again. Um, head to our website, www.river.radio, where you can listen in the conveniently named Listen Again section. And if you sign up too, you can get all of our news. So we've got some amazing shows here on River Radio. Um, let's Do Lunch on Friday will feature, this week, the Regency Cook, who specialises in 1830s cookery. Um, that would definitely pique your interest if you're a foodie. And another young lady I had the pleasure of meeting this week was River Radio's wonderful Izzy Holmes. Izzy has a show, um, Never Too Early, at 7 to 8 on a Saturday morning, and then straight after that again with Mike Borton when they do It's the Weekend. And a couple of very interesting facts about Izzy. One, she's adorable, and two, she's only 16. I mean, what a superstar. So you'll enjoy that show, and... Um, yeah, drop her a little line while she's on. She'd love that. Uh, coming up after my show, we have the lovely Heather and Julian with Turning Pages. Heather did a double shift last week for me, which was amazing, and has, has, has appeared as a guest on my show. Um, and that's also available to listen to again on our site. And this is a great time for Heather, who has appeared magically, to tell you all about the show. Morning, Heather. Good morning, Debbie. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've got a great show today. We've got um, someone who left university and didn't know what to do, and oh, she perfect. went. Yeah, and she went back to university because she adored vintage fashion. So we have fa uh, funky fashion historian Amber Butchart um, talking to us this morning. Fantastic! And she'll be speaking at the Cooking Festival um, next week. So she's a youngster. Uh, well, she's not anymore. She right. she did the BBC programme Stitch in Time. Okay. But basically, she, right from really early on with her mum, she'd go to um, charity shops to buy, yeah, yeah. to buy her clothes. And so she did university and then decided she didn't really know what to do. So she just got a job in a vintage clothing shop. Amazing. And now she's on television. I love it. Um, oh, it's exactly what Jessie's been saying this morning about finding out who you are. Your absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you know what you want to do, actually, 
it finds you. It and, does. Uh, yeah, it does. absolutely. You've got to give it that space to do that. I love yeah. that. Exactly right. So, and she's she's brilliant. I mean, uh, if you ever saw the television program, she she dresses in this got amazing turban on her head. She's got this lovely sort of bright red hair. She's very charismatic, really fabulous. And she talks about how history, how clothes sort of impact on history. Uh, really interesting. You got a lovely show coming up. Yeah, absolutely. As so always, obviously lots, as lots always, more, but that's yeah. a highlight. Thank you so much, Heather. We look forward to that. Um, So this is the part of the show where you and I break down a word and chat about what it might mean for us. And ironically, today's word is more of a noise, really, and it is, (laughs) ta-da, full of jazz hands, and here I am. So let's dive in and see exactly what we're talking about. Dive in to River Radio. So I wrote a very short post on that for some of my breast cancer community and I wanted to read that out to you because it's very relevant for you too. Short and sweet. Ta-da! Where is your chutzpah, your joie, your crazy? Every day is a good day to search for your ta-da. Here I am. Even if it is only in private to yourself some days, at least you will make yourself laugh. Worth it? You're right you are. So... We've been chatting about um, the challenges we face in life and some days can be just quite plain tough when you have a ton of life to deal with. Um, When you've put your best shirt on or some jewellery or combed your hair and smartened yourself up to make yourself feel better, giving yourself a ta-da will just get you jazzed up and in a much better mood. So, you know, the only way to try it is to give it a go. It's not a ta-da, it's a ta-da. So write in and let me know if you ta-da'd all the week and let me know what happened. Jesse. if you end up in the dumps, what's your go-to? My go-to? If your I'm go-to. if I'm upset and in a bit of a mood. Yeah, you know, or yeah. getting on that spiral of doom we're talking about. The spiral like, of doom, yeah. I think, oh, it's tricky, isn't it? I think it's go back to whatever makes you feel inspired, motivated. Yes. You know, yeah. going back to the back to the basics. I try and like almost clean the slate. I'm like, what's okay? I'm just going to turn the leaf. Yes. Right, refresh, refresh. Yeah. On and off, on yeah. and off. Let's start again. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um. So I sometimes that goes. You know, go to show that makes you feel. Oh, what are you going to laugh movie. about? Oh, just he, listen to your dad. Yeah. <laughs> who makes you laugh all the time? <laughs> yeah. He's a like a um a comedian. A walking comedian. Uh, yeah, a comedian. That's what he is. Yes. <laughs> I mean, standing outside on your veranda, looking over the whole of Fingis Valley, is the biggest tadar in my view. You know, it's a massive nature's tadar at you every single day. Yeah, no, I think so. A lot of the time, I'll just walk, just yeah. you know, just get out, yeah. um, just go for, and then you take in all of the. Uh, this is going to sound really kind of cheesy and hippy dippy, and <laughs> but you know, you go into the woods and then it, it draws you back out. It you does. Know, because, it's a different perspective, isn't it? Yeah, because sometimes nature's a good healer and a good medicine. Absolutely, because sometimes the things you're worried about when you do zoom out, it's not actually that big. No, you know, I you're couldn't like, agree more. Oh, I'm getting a bit worked up by something really small in the great That's scheme right. of things. Yeah. Um, and that sometimes Well, I, I always turn to, well, many things, but one of the things I turn to is I've got a bit of a disco diva in me, so I like to have a bit of a dance. So we're going to get our dancing shoes on now, and this is on my playlist, and a definite get up and dance for me. You tell me, what about you?
see if somebody's coming on live in a second. Don't worry. Um, and then the, the, the other one is um, in advance of the event. we are with um patrick hernandez i mean i just love that song born to be alive um what's up next well we're at q a your way that's what so let's have a see what we have lined up today um a shout out to our guests from last week heather who's still in the studio with us um because we had a mini flurry of inquiries to night classes unis and colleges following on from heather studying at Oxford uh, that she was talking about last week. So we've had um, Sean, who wrote in, who's booking on a summer art class. We've had Sam, who said he couldn't be bothered to study one more thing. <laughs> so um, he's at the opposite end of the scale to you there, Jesse. I think he's had enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of here, so no more studying for me. Um, well, that's not the spirit really, is it, Sam? Anyway, we had Andrea picking up her saxophone again. Um, and then there's me, little old me here, Deborah Fielding, with my passion for Italian. And the minute Heather spoke about doing a 10-week course starting in September, just hit me like a freight train last week. So I was very grateful to her for saying that because uh, my emptiness is going to be, a, a, you know, very quiet and I'm going to have a little bit more time. So I'm looking forward to very much to that. Um, Sonia messaged in to say she felt inspired to change jobs after listening in to us talking about having an adventure last week. Um, so there you go. What do you reckon to that, Jesse? 
to change jobs. Change jobs, which is, you know, yeah. it's a, a different time in life, but it's mm-hmm. being brave enough to step out in a direction, right? Yeah, absolutely. I go for it. Yeah, Because I, I think if your instincts are telling you something, if your gut feeling's telling you something, it's very rarely wrong. I couldn't agree more. But she says she hasn't a clue what she would do. And if she were honest, she never has. This is one of my absolute favourite topics here, Sonia, because it's backing up what Jessie said this morning to just take the time and find out what you're about. Um, So let me just kickstart you off a little bit and give you something to think about. You know, when you were a child, we all have loves and hobbies and pastimes. So there's something to get lost in for hours. I know what a luxury that is now, eh? When you're an adult, you don't often get the time to do that. But the saying, I think, from Aristotle that said, show me the child of seven and I'll show you the man, isn't wrong. Um, I know if you think about how you were as a child and what you are, you know, you're not hampered down by life at that point and other people's manipulations. You're just you in your truest form. So, Sonia, what were you doing Make a list of the fun you were having and what you'd naturally turn to. So here's an example. I loved ballet when I was little. I ended up dancing professionally as I moved out into life, um, right at the position where Jessie's at now. Um, That love has absolutely never gone away and my social feeds are absolutely full of it. But I'm at my very happiest sat at the Royal Opera House watching the Royal Ballet after having been a professional dancer. So that's not a job, but it's something I still feed my soul with. And at the age of eight, I also used to have a queue of my little friends coming to ask me things. Um, I can remember being in the cloakroom at primary school, my little friends asking me questions like I was in some kind of clinic. (laughs) Um, Well, funnily enough, you know, I opt for ballet for feeding my soul, but my work is mainly helping women who have come through cancer or women in their 50s and onwards create the greatest time of their lives. So you see, Sonia, for most people, they are happiest when finding their love when they were younger. Uh, so Jessie, our guest here, is, um, as I said, a little comedic actress, and she's been so since she was three or four years old. Um, and that's what she was and is. Um, that's right, isn't it? You know, yeah. right from yeah. being a tiny one. You've always been one to entertain. I think, yeah, I think so. And it, it's funny because I think uh, a few people along the way have kind of told me, you know, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're funny, you're, you're great at acting, you should do that. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 you know, that's, that's not me. But I've always circled back to it. I've always yeah. circled back to and it. And was that you at the time? I mean, you were only little, let's be honest. So yeah, you've got yeah. a lot to learn. But that was you kind of thinking, you know, I couldn't possibly do that because it's the best thing in the world, you know. You, yeah. you know, that's not what people do. I put that on some sort of pedestal, unreachable yes. yeah. pedestal. And I was like, oh, that's not for me. I'm not one of those people that, that can, can do, do that. the best thing ever, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, I think the first step in you know chasing something that you're passionate about or that you really love is allowing yourself to feel like you deserve that i agree uh, i agree and, and letting it in yeah, just allow let the, it in yeah, yeah let it in because it's oh you'll want to put that wall up because that's protective it's fear isn't it yeah you know yeah. you're fearful what so in actual fact you're fearful that you might not succeed ultimately yeah yeah, yeah. And I'm still there. I'm still chipping away at yeah, it. Yeah, we all are, Jessie. Uh, yeah, you, you know? know. I walked in and started a radio um, show here and I was terrified. Yeah. Um, and I'm still chipping away at that too, as you can hear every week. But, um, <laughs> you know, we just get on with it. So um, that's where your gold lies, Sonia. Pick the bones out of who you were then. 
Polish the little nuggets of brilliance off and be brave and step into it. Your very best self. I hope that's helped you this morning. Um, and a quick one here, Jesse. I, I think for me and you, um, a double perspective. So we've got Simon who wrote in to ask, what happens when you're so nervous about the profession your son or child has chosen because it feels doesn't feel like a proper job? Oh, Simon, yeah. you didn't actually say what he's going to be doing. But um, Jesse, what are your thoughts here? I think a lot of people, from my experience, a lot of my friends in the performing arts have kind of felt this way because it because it isn't um, a job where you've got a salary. You know, at the end of the day, you're freelance if you're an actor or or a dancer or something like that. Um, but I think why I say it's kind of even though it seems unstable in in many ways. Um, uh, if you're not doing what you love every day, you know, you kind of, what's the, what's, what's the, the point? point? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I think you're going to be way more successful if you're, if you love something, if you're passionate about something. I agree. And life's not stable. It's not. But, and, you know, Simon, I want to say we learn by making mistakes. I mean, how many did you make when you were growing up and probably still making? Um, your children need your faith in them to be able to walk into the world. That's all, really. They don't need anything but a shove and a go and be amazing from you. Um, there's going to be pieces to scoop up sometimes for sure. But and I can assure you, like Jesse's already said, them, there's going to be so many more pieces to sweep up if you're stopping your son in his tracks. Um, it's his life. Trust him to find his own amazing or even better, help him to see it. Uh, it might be, Simon, that you never got that support as a teenager, but it doesn't mean you have to be the same person as, as your parents may be. And I wish you a ton of luck, a, a ton of luck with that because... It's exciting, um, and thank you for writing in to ask. Um, so, Jesse, you know, we wish you a ton of luck on this side here and kind of hoping that you'll come back in and tell us yeah. how you've been getting on. I'll keep on. you updated. I'll keep you updated. Because <laughs> you're in a, a time where there's going to be quite a few changes and nothing's mm. in concrete for you, as we've already said. Yeah, yeah. So um, we don't yeah. know which direction you're heading off into. No. And, um, you know, you just got to hold it together. The whole, but it's not just you, it's the whole family that's got to hold that together, right? <laughs> yeah, they're getting impatient now. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And I can remember that with my daughter, you know, she 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 was on a reserve list for, she got off in yeah. a place, then she was on a reserve list for mm. a school she wanted to go to. Um, and we didn't know just for a little while whether she was going, and she did get offered eventually, but you left yeah. kind of in limbo a bit. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the only kind of, downside to it is I feel like I'm just on pause at the moment that's right and I can't make any other choices until I know what's going on that's there. right um but in the big scheme of things it's it's gonna all work out the way it's meant to yeah um and I think you know you already went through a huge two-year pause so you know how to do a pause yeah I'm quite good at pauses you are uh I'm well versed in pauses <laughs> yeah and you can you can easily um find other things that are going to enhance your character and your abilities and uh, you know, like popping into the radio, you won't be able to do that when you're away at college or No, whatever. this so has been amazing. It's been so good thank fun you for to having have you me here. in. Well, thank you for coming. And it's time to wander off into the midweek. Um, so goodbye from me for this episode of Your Life, Your Way. Uh, I'll be back with a brand new guest next week where we'll, we'll be talking about how we're set up from childhood, a bit of a follow-on from today. We'll be talking about the Samaritans and um, ironing. So join the dots from that if you can. Um, a lot of good fortune and amazing experiences. My lovely guest, Jessie, who we insist you have got to let us know. And we'll patch you in from all around the world, Jessie, if we've got to do. So can you do that for us? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a million. Lovely. 
Uh, thank you to you for your questions yet again and for getting involved. And did you put a post-it note on your fridge to listen into next week? There's another good idea, hey? Uh, you'll be able to find the show on the web at river.radio to listen again or listen to it as a podcast wherever you normally listen. You simply search for River Radio, your life, your way. Coming up next is Turning Pages with Heather and Julian and I'm Deborah Fielding wishing you a week of chutzpah and ta-da's. I'm leaving you this week with M People and Hero.